who's going to talk first? Uh, you did. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you're no. in. First to talk has to edit. <laughs> hey, this is Daniel Zafrin. This is Greg Gonzalez with two Zs and two Gs. Uh, in a row. In a, two only Z, consonants. Old, no two vowels. Because when you listen to him, you, uh, <laughs> you're sawing logs. Wow. With two I Gs. I cannot believe that this is happening to me right now. This is slander? Is that slander? Ambush. No. So you get the, the he who talks first <laughs>, laughs last. Hi, everybody. Hi. We're here to, uh, hi, uh, we're here to introduce our newest field trip episode. This is the first time this has happened where a field trip episode has tied into the episode of the month that it's in because we went to the Forest Lawn Museum and we you've been listening to us talk about Forest Lawn over and over and over mm-hmm. and over. I've seen the statistics. Yeah. You're, you are anticipating a field trip now and you yeah. can't wait for it to happen. And guess what? It happened. Here it is. It here happened. It, yeah. It's like the star wars trailer it happened and, and i now, tried to be, buy tickets for i don't know two hours and it was two hours of you why can't it work why doesn't it work why doesn't it work why doesn't it work i don't it know it works but i want better seats <laughs> so yeah we went uh when was it, it was last week to last the week. forest lawn museum mm-hmm. we spoke with james fishburn that who is the curator of the museum very nice guy and he found me when i was lost in the parking lot well and then he's like is daniel coming i'm like probably not <laughs> He doesn't waste his time with these sorts of things. <laughs> he doesn't do the field trips. He drops in a track later of him <laughs> reacting. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Pizza. Pizza, you say. Um, That's pretty big, you just say about everything. Yeah. That's pretty big. Let's loop that. I, I talk about it in the episode, but I was so, so proud of myself. I was like, I'm here right on time. I can't believe it. Yeah. And then, as is always my experience in a graveyard, I was in the wrong place yeah. at the right time. <laughs> and I realized, I told, I even texted the guy, I'm like, hey, I'm here parked. And then yeah. I realized I was on the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. He's on the top of the hill. Yep. And I had to, I ended up being late. That uh, forest lawn, all the forest lawns, they certainly make a meal of like the weaving roads yeah but uh, uh yeah no it, it's a, a beautiful up there yeah it's one of the it's, best it's on the top the city. yeah yeah it is one of the best views of the mm-hmm. city and it's a really nice museum and let's mention the exhibit that's going on oh, right yeah, now yeah, the yeah. current exhibit first of all this whole place as we talked about it was one of the first places in the city to have free publicly available art yeah and it still is and this museum is free and there's free parking there's a ton of parking mm-hmm. the current exhibit is the elevated eye aerial photography yeah. past and present it's open until march 8th the museum itself is open tuesday to sunday 10 to 5 but yeah he showed us around and it they give you like magnifying glasses yeah. to look at these like huge dollhouse almost yeah. uh, photos of early Glendale and early and you're, Los like, Angeles. Each photo, you're going from a different decade and like the city is just growing and there's yeah. more people and more cars. It's a tremendous exhibit. I really like it. If it you like history really nice. and you like LA, obviously you're going to like Obviously, you're not going to like us. <laughs> but then there's the other part of the museum, which also had, you know, their permanent collection. Right. And it had like the crumbled mm-hmm. statue of David. Yeah. It had the head and the foot. There were a lot of other sculptures. And there was yeah, one by beautiful. the guy who did uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore yeah. And they had a gift shop, which I jokingly was like, yeah, we'll get to see the gift shop. We didn't get to see the gift shop. I wanted really, to buy some stuff. There's no, nobody was working. We I know, I realized that. Like, I, had I, a, I you had a dollar up. in your hand and you're like, but where do I give? Should I put this in David's toe? <laughs> Part of the aerial photography exhibit, somebody had taken photos with a drone of an entire street length, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like routes. Like going down Wilshire. Yeah, and it's like from, from like the, the Pacific Ocean, ocean until like downtown down LA. There. And like in eight steps, you had gone through all of Wilshire. It was really yeah. great. It was a really, it was a really good exhibit. It had a, a lot of current and old photographs yeah. that both are interesting to look at of Los Angeles and other cities. Yeah. They had Paris. They had... Mm-hmm. I saw Paris. I saw, I saw France. France. There was this one aerial photograph of your tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate this podcast so much. And then you had talked about the resurrection. Oh, yeah. 
painting and like you're like <laughs> as i always do i always drop that yeah in to, to so you are you know we're recording the episode and you're like it's really big i'm like got it and then we go out there and you're like it's really big i'm like i'm sure and then the guy james fishburn's like it's really big i'm like i'm sure this is the painting that we talked about in the episode of the resurrection where they needed to build around it they built an auditorium to house this yeah. thing so everyone's like it's, it's really big i'm like uh-huh cool let's see it and i get there i'm like this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, because we went into what felt like entering like Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah. And then it turns out we're just in a, like a movie theater pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's this huge auditorium. It wasn't set up to display it. So we yeah. went to the backstage area and saw the resurrection painting, yeah. which was like, uh, we you can't, it, we were too close to look at it in an eyeful. I'm trying to think of the right movie, but someone like King Kong. It might be King, not, not even because like I'm looking at something that I think is big, which was the curtains yeah, and the, the projector screen. And then I'm like, oh, oh, what's that? Bo- that's a giant thing behind it. And then like you think what you're looking at is big. And then you like kind of yeah, look it's back like and when, it's way bigger. It's like Godzilla's foot. He first shows up yeah. in the movie, his foot lands next to you and you look at it and then you that's keep looking foot. up <laughs> and up and up. <laughs> That's how the paint. It was a painting of Godzilla's yeah, resurrection. <laughs> Can't get rid of that guy. We got a peek towards the crucifixion, but I have to go back. I want to see the exhibit again, yeah. and I want to experience the whole show that they do with yeah. that. And the rest of the place has a ton of art, like we talked about, mm-hmm. and it's a nice place. It's a very nice place. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna be doing a Day of the Dead thing soon, right? Yeah, he said they were gonna be showing Coco there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you'll hear that again in a few seconds. If, yeah. <laughs> Act surprised when it comes up. Yeah, yeah. and you know we do do this podcast. So how about you leave us some feedback? Show yeah. us you love us, baby. baby. Leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars and some words is nice. Before we sign off, though. No, we're not signing off. This is plug time. Oh, plug time. Can I plug? Yeah, but I'm kind of in the middle of my plugs. Go for your plug. Continue your plug. Twitter at LA Meekly. Instagram LA underscore Meekly. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Support us on Patreon for Mm -hmm. as little as $5 a month. We can send you a handwritten postcard, which I could have bought from the gift shop. (laughs) But no one was working there. So I had to steal it. So I stole from a cemetery. (laughs) Watch our videos on YouTube and stuff like that. Now, what do you have to say for yourself? I collaborated with our good friend and comedian Jake Cannon on his wonderful podcast, Look Back Machine, which takes very specific, I don't know how else to put this. He's done like a whole thing on the cartoon Recess, like a docu-series on it. He's done a thing on Rugrats and Nickelodeon. He's done a bunch of Nicolas Cage movies. He did one on Stigmata, which is really good. So he'll take like like a movie or a show that not a lot of people gave a lot of, enough attention to, and then he'll just do... Like Rugrats? Like Rugrats. Uh, yeah, that unpopular show, Rugrats. But him and I collaborated on a Vincent Price episode for Halloween, and it should be coming out this week, so make sure to check it out. Yeah, for you Prince heads. No, not Prince. Vincent, Vincent Prince. Oh God. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Vincent I Price. I feel like there's a lot of overlap between those two fan bases. <laughs> Vincent Prince. The kings of Ruffles. <laughs> Ruffles have princes. But also, uh, we want to mention the Instagram of Forest Lawn itself. Oh, for, yeah. At Forest Lawn Museum. It's just the museum. It's not The cemetery has its own thing, but the museum at Forest Lawn Museum. Follow them as well. Well, it's fun. Go to it. It's like it's a all around nice experience. It is. You're in a beautiful location in the city. You have a great view and it's free. The museum's free yeah. and it's got good stuff. No part of that is a loss at all. I want to see that thing. Like I, I'm dying to see the full presentation of yeah. that thing because it's from what I understand, it's like drums and <laughs> and then God did this. <laughs> you won't believe what they did to Jesus. A Godzilla munching on it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Make sure to check that place out because yeah. I'm, I'm a frequent of Forest Lawn for for many sad reasons, a couple good reasons. Yeah. I had stopped in the museum like one time, kind of like just wandered in there and I wish that I had done that mm-hmm. more as a patron well, of the arts. After, because you had to leave after you left, I spent some time with David and I, oh, was, right. I was just admiring 
boy, oh, boy. admiring that package. This <laughs> guy is a real dude. This is an old man here. There's a lot of things to see yeah. hidden everywhere in that place. They designed it. It's just like a beautiful setting of the it's city. A serene That's, place. It's a serene place. People were just walking. The city. Just, like that was their walk. Yeah. for the day. A quiet place, mm-hmm. full of respect, Daniel. Let me drop in something. Auga, <laughs> uh, indeed. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to hear our field trip episodes of the Forest Lawn Museum. Auga, everybody. Auga to us all. Auga, chaka. Respectful as always. <laughs> <laughs> This is a good volume. I don't need to go louder. Or no, yeah. You, you can adjust it if I go exactly. too loud. Yeah. <laughs> I if you start, I'll, I'll bleep it out. Yeah. He said so. So, who are you and how long have you lived in L.A.? My name is James Fishburne, and I have lived in L.A. for 13 years. I came in 2006 to do my master's and Ph.D. in art history at UCLA. Cool. And you're from Chicago, you were saying? I am actually a Navy brat. I live okay, so here from everywhere. I'm yeah. from, a citizen I'm of the from, world. I'm a citizen of the world. Uh, I was born in the D.C. area, but I've lived all over the U.S. And um, I'm glad I've lived in L.A. longer than anywhere else. And I'm okay. happy to be here. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So where are we right now? We're at Forest Lawn Museum at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale. So what do you do here? I am the museum director. So I organize and curate exhibitions. I also run tours and I sort of oversee the art both in the museum and at Glendale in general, and then also at the other uh, Forest Lawn Memorial Parks throughout Southern California. So you're doing, you're covering all that? Because the other ones don't, do they have museums? Or Glendale is the only one with a museum, okay. but there is art at all of our parks. Right. Statues. Statues, mosaics, some paintings, but mostly mostly uh, exterior art. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, statues and mosaics are the biggest Do thing. they, because I remember when we were talking about it in the episode, I know that the hall Hollywood Hills one is more colonial focused. Do yes. they each have their own focus or is it just kind of... Long Beach, Forest Lawn Long Beach has sort of a uh, Spanish colonial style, sort of a mission style. Okay. Uh, and there's definitely sort of a uh, colonial patriotic style at Hollywood Hills. And Glendale has sort of a medieval renaissance style to it. The others are, have, don't have as specific a, yeah. uh, a, a style. Now, I wanna, how do, I'm want to. i always asking how do people get into because you always talk to museum people, and mm-hmm. I want to know how did you get into it. Yeah, art history. I've, I studied art history as an undergrad. Uh, I studied abroad in Rome, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I was in the Navy after undergrad. I did ROTC. Just couldn't get enough of that. I, <laughs> I, was, in the, I, was, in, I was in the Navy, and... Um, He's going to sing the song. I'm I promise I won't sing. Um, but then I got out of the Navy, and I, I loved art history so much, I went to grad school for it. Mm-hmm. And my focus was Italian Renaissance. Okay. And living in Los Angeles in the 21st century, studying Italian Renaissance art history, <laughs> I kind of thought, what am I going to do? Yeah. And it turns out I now work at the place with the world's largest collection of full-scale marble replicas of Michelangelo's work. Right. So it kind of has work, worked out very nicely. What's this place's role in the city, do you think? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think in the history of L.A., yeah. it really was among the first places to provide free public art. Yeah. Its goal was to sort of bring the grand tour of European art 
to the United States, to Southern California at a time when that was not available. Mm -hmm. Our founder was inspired by, among other things, uh, the 1915 World's Fair that was in San Francisco. And he went to that in 1915, he saw it, and he kind of said, I can do that. <laughs> and, he tried to, and through architecture and through replicas and through some original art as well, yeah. he sort of created this grand tour uh, when it wasn't really available in Southern California. You couldn't you couldn't fly at that point to Europe. Right. Um, so it really brought something that was... Unless you're doing aerial photography. <laughs> oh, that's a, a good point. Pigeons. Yeah. pigeons, transcontinental yeah. pigeons. That's yeah, a good that point. That were willing to take you. Yes. Well, before we get into the exhibit that's going on right now, this place, it's also, it's a unique place because it's not... It has nothing to do with a cemetery, yeah. this museum, but it's inside of a cemetery. It's just a museum that happens to be inside of a cemetery, and I can't yes. think of another place that's like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're an unorthodox arts institution, <laughs> is how I like to describe it, but it's it's a really great place. Forest Lawn has used art for over a century as a way to sort of celebrate life and celebrate culture, celebrate cultures of the past, but also celebrate, you know, the living and have, and it's a place where people can come and artists can sketch. Yeah. Um, we have field trips and that was the design from the start. Mm-hmm. And we still have field trips. We had field trips last week and I have a couple on the books for next week. And what, because right now the exhibit, well, let's talk about the exhibit that's yeah. going on right now, the aerial photography one. Yes. So we just opened our new exhibition called The Elevated Eye, Aerial Photography Past and Present. And it has nearly 150 images plus about 15 minutes of drone video mm-hmm. plus some actual pieces of technology, drones and satellites. And it covers over a century of aerial photography, covers very early aerial photography taken from hot air balloons, mm-hmm. but also, as you're alluding to, kites and even pigeon photography Those some are such great photos they're they're really <laughs> yeah. fun photos yeah. um yeah that when someone strapped cameras to pigeons and got some what what really do look like drone photos mm-hmm. from you know circa 1908 yeah and then another section of the exhibition is early la photography mm-hmm. and we have a great series of images from the la public library and then we also have uh, almost 20 images from our own Forest Lawn archive. And these have never been displayed before. Oh, really? It was my first week on the job and I found four albums of aerial photographs documenting uh, Forest Lawn's development from the air. Mm-hmm. And some really incredible stuff. Some that show, you know, we had this huge property sign that looked like the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Uh, it was put up in 1925. That's only two years after the Hollywood sign went up in 1923. Um, we have this thing called the Tower of Legends that used to be, I know it's a pretty grand <laughs> a and imposing name. for a comic book store. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tower of Legends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was actually, it was just our water tower, but it was decided, but it was decorated with art. The legend of water. There you go. But it was decorated with art. Yeah. And we had, it shows the Easter sunrise service mm-hmm. with about 10,000 people in front of it. Um, and some of the worst parking jobs. Yeah. Ever, and yes, you were saying, people yeah. are quadruple parked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could, a, could a Model T even parallel park like that? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. How did they just like push it in? I yeah. don't know. To what, the Peterson. Because yeah. <laughs> half of it is the current exhibit. Is the other half the permanent thing or how does it, is it is that uh, how it kind of works? So, so uh, the Elevated Eye, the temporary exhibition, mm-hmm. takes up two of our three galleries. Okay. And um, when does that run till, just so we know? That runs uh, through March 8th. Okay. So ju- just opened, got a, got a few months left. Cool. And then our front gallery is permanent collection. Okay. okay. And that was actually just reinstalled. We completed a renovation where we added ADA accessible doors, added a new state-of-the-art lighting system, pulled out our old floor and laid a new polished concrete floor that took 
a long time, but <laughs> you want to, you know, if you want it done right, you know, you got yeah. to take some time for it. Yeah. And that's our front gallery. And it's mostly uh, European American, European and American sculpture and painting. And then we have art throughout the park. Yeah. There's mo- more than just the museum. Where is the, where is this archive that you're speaking? Ah, that is, uh, it's stored in a couple locations on site. One of them is uh, within the museum itself and one is in another administration building. Okay. So. I heard that there was a coin collection of like every coin for, that was mentioned in the Bible. Is Yes, that was um, deaccessioned several years ago. I think about a decade ago. Okay. okay. So, yeah. All right. Faulty information mm-hmm. I caught on that. It was, oh you're reading a, uh, probably a old visitor guide yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> very old from yeah. the research I was doing. <laughs> yeah. but i want to hear a little bit more about because there's the david the statue of david and there's the giant crucifixion resurrection stuff i want to hear because that's that's fascinating to yes me. so our museum has three galleries but as i was saying there's lots of art outside of the galleries right next to the museum is a building called the hall of crucifixion resurrection it was built to house one painting it now has two paintings um <laughs> we found the room the, yeah, yeah the, the the first painting is a 195 foot wide 45 foot tall painting of the crucifixion mm-hmm. or more accurately the moment right before the crucifixion yeah. it was originally a panorama it was originally presented in the round and you oh. sort of walked into it it was okay. painted in the 1890s came to the u.s for the 1904 world's fair in st louis mm-hmm didn't get displayed, didn't fit in the building. The artist couldn't pay his export fees. And long story short, we ended up with it in the 1940s. Um, Isn't it like the largest permanently displayed like religious picture in the world or something like that? Possibly. Uh, It's it's not the world's largest painting. Uh, I've heard it been described as the world's largest framed painting because oh. it has a frame. So it's the world's largest floor frame in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Two for we yeah, two for one right there. Yeah, unless of course there's like some empty frame. Yeah, it's like 196 mm. feet yeah. long. We got to do research but, on that now. Yeah. <laughs> so we built the building just for that painting, just to display it. Has an 800 person auditorium you can have you know like state funerals and things like that yeah. but we also have lectures in there we have a movie screen in there oh. for dia de los muertos we're actually showing coco oh, cool. um yeah so it's a re- it's a really great space yeah. um we can have we have concerts in there a couple times a year oh. but that was built in 1951 and then in 1965 we completed the sequel to that <laughs> which is the resurrection and it didn't take three days <laughs> hey the painting did not take three days exactly it took over a decade to find the right artist and that painting believe it or not it literally slides on a track in front of the painting and we have about a oh. 25 minute audiovisual presentation that sort of tells the story of the painting coming here tells the story of a forest lawn a bit yeah. and then tells what you see in the painting because both of them are, are pretty complex there's it's more than just one thing happening it's yeah. sort of a whole yeah. uh, narrative yeah, within I mean, that big it's kind of yeah. exactly exactly it's not a snapshot of a single moment it's yeah. a series of moments uh sort of shown in there that's the hall of crucifixion and resurrection and that's right next to the museum and then we also have one of my favorite spots is called the court of david mm-hmm. and we have a full-scale marble replica of Michelangelo's David. We commissioned it in 1937. It arrived in Glendale and then in 1971 it fell from an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it fell again in 94 in the <laughs> Northridge earthquake. Oh, okay. yeah. In the Northridge earthquake. Um, we now have a new one 
and it has a base that uh, is stabilized in such a way that it should be able to sway a little bit during an earthquake up to a certain degree. <laughs> should be. Able should be, be able yeah. And you that. also kept the old one, too. Yes. <laughs> we kept the old one, and the head and one of the feet are on display in the gallery. <laughs> to ward off other earthquakes. Exactly. I really like the, the head and the foot because you get to... A close encounter, yeah, yeah. Um, with with this really massive piece that you you lose a sense of scale so easily when it's up on the pedestal mm-hmm. or when you're in Florence and you know it's in the museum. But then there's all like throughout this park and the other ones, there's all these stained glass and these. I know that at the Hollywood Hills one, I didn't get close enough to it, but there was some huge mural out there. There's like these huge, massive works everywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we have also the Great Mausoleum in Glendale, mm-hmm. which has an incredible collection of stained glass right. and has a full-scale stained glass reproduction of Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper, <laughs> but many other pieces of stained glass as well. And then the piece you're referring to in Hollywood Hills is an enormous mural of mosaics. Oh, and it's right. actually, it's a series of scenes from early American history, essentially from the Mayflower through the Revolutionary War. And it is made of millions and millions, <laughs> literally about 10 million tesserae, as they're called, yeah. the little bits that make up a mosaic. That was done by Italian mosaicists wow. in the 60s, done pieces, and then shipped over here and installed uh, and it's called Pains- The Birth of Liberty. Yes. <laughs> How long painstakingly. Well, say, say the title one more time because I cut you off. Uh, it's okay. That's called The Birth of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you better cut him off. Yeah. Uh, that's The Birth of Liberty Mosaic. Thank you. How long did that take? Because that sounds. It took several years. Uh, it's under a decade, but you okay. have a whole team of people working oh, on okay. it. Yeah. I, I'm just imagining like Jackson Pollock. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, red, he, red, would red. Just, he would just like splatter yeah, yeah. tiles, you know. It'd be, he'd be quick. I guess so. it's a mosaic. Yeah, <laughs> he go. would say it's the whole history of America, <laughs> yeah. I guess. So what would you say is the most important thing here? The most important single artwork might actually be a painting we have called Song of the Angels, and it's by William Adolf Bouguereau. And he was a contemporary of Monet and Manet and the Impressionists. Mm. However, he was not an Impressionist. He was a very academic painter. He worked dozens of figure studies and sketches, worked in painstaking detail in oil on canvas. And Mm -hmm. we have one of his finest works. And the original is currently on a a nationwide exhibition. It went from Milwaukee to Memphis and is headed to San Diego shortly, Mm -hmm. but it'll be back in our galleries in uh, 2020. And it is just one of the finest works of that artist. And he's sort of having a moment. People sort of rediscovered him. You know, he wasn't avant-garde in his style, but he was really, really good. (laughs) He knew what he was doing as a painter, even if he wasn't, you know, stylistically sort of breaking ground. I forgot that you had mentioned that there's also a sculpture from the guy who did Mount Rushmore, which is, it's weird to, like, he didn't only work in mountain. (laughs) Right, that he had more time after after finishing the mountain. Yeah, no, he, exactly. Um, We have actually a couple sculptures, uh, one marble and a couple bronzes by Gutzon Borglum, who sculpted Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I know a lot of names I'm only barely familiar with. (laughs) I, 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 I will confess, I didn't actually know Gutzon Borglum by name yeah, before yeah. I came here, but but now I'm quite familiar. <laughs> I think you might have answered this already, but let's t- touch on it again. What's your favorite thing here? My favorite thing might be the Court of David. Yeah, okay. It's a nice outdoor spot and it overlooks the city and you know you have full-scale David right there mm-hmm. and it actually is recreating not the site where the David originally was but a site across the river in Florence that overlooks the city that today has a recreation I've been there. it's a beautiful yeah. spot yeah it's called the Piazzale Michelangelo it celebrates the life of Michelangelo and we have this other spot and instead of overlooking 
Florence and the Arno River, you actually yeah. overlook the LA skyline and the LA River. Yeah, so yeah that's an, another thing of there's all the art. You look this way and there's all the art and then you look that way. And speaking of aerial views, you yeah. see one of the best views in the city. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. really is. And there's a t- you're sort of in this huge green space. Mm-hmm. We have well, we have both a lawn and sort of forest. We have mm-hmm. forest yeah. and lawn. Yeah. Here, so ask for Unless it by you're name. parked at the bottom of the hill and think you're at the right place like I was. <laughs> what what would you say L.A. would be like without this place? Hmm. You know, I'd say it would have taken us a lot longer to get art here and yeah. art scene. It was, it was it really was sort of in on the ground floor and bringing art and bringing culture to Los Angeles. Were there what was here in terms of art like before? I believe that LACMA was sort of part of a larger museum complex, sort of like Science Center, and it, mm. but it was just sort of yeah. one wing of that. Yeah, um, natural history, and then yeah. yeah, so it was right. It was over by the Natural History yeah. Museum there, and then the Huntington opened a hundred years ago now. Okay, but they didn't open to the public till a few years later. So it was really it was it was private collections yeah. mostly. So they weren't open to the public, but this was open to the public, which is you know one of the one of the great things about it, right. Thank you. Sorry, correct. I got lost. Sure. Good, yeah. correct answer. I'm trying to nailed think of the name. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> you stumped us. Yeah. What's the strangest thing that's happened here? It's my understanding that in the very, very early days, there was like an old west style gunfight outside, what? outside, outside uh, on the like property. the main main street outside. <laughs> and it's you guys one of the history books. The gates, yeah. yeah, one of the history history books. They they someone's written about that. Wow. Uh, but that was you know, I mean that that we've been around since 1906. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. a, it was a different world it's, back then. Yeah. That was, that's to my knowledge. That's one of the it's one odd. of the strangest things. Yeah, <laughs> gunfight at Forest Lawn. <laughs> yeah, is it true that the because this is also what we read for our episode that the gates are the biggest wrought iron gates in the world? That is my understanding. I haven't um, done measured. a measure <laughs> at, compared to Bucking, compared to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah. but I you know I believe I believe they're you know height wise. Yeah, I believe that they are. And our our founder who you know chose a lot of the artworks uh he did a lot of travel in europe right. and we have a lot of photos of sort of english manners and palaces right. so it wouldn't surprise me if he was actually looking specifically at buckingham <laughs> yeah Pal- if he was trying to out buckingham right. yeah <laughs> I, I could beat that so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly well you talk about because i know that all the churches and all the buildings are kind of modeled after other churches mm-hmm. in europe because right. i mm-hmm. passed by tam o'shanter on the way here mm-hmm. and i'm like that's yeah. a nice old building and then i come here and it's like oh that's a nice local thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> another nice old building it does have a kind of disneyland sort to feel the the old whatever that part of Disneyland is called. No, absolutely, and I think it's interesting because you know so Disneyland opened in 1955, yeah. and so we were here before that. Now, of course, Disney was making movies at that point and yeah. it had this sort of old Europe, old English aesthetic. I have to imagine that Disney influenced us, but then I have to imagine that this sort of enclosed European style world must have influenced Disney and Disneyland in some way. So I think there is probably a sort of yeah, echo chamber yeah. effect. And so speaking of the Tamil Shanter, you know, Walt Disney has his table there. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney used to eat there all the time. Supposedly our founder, Dr. Hubert Eaton, would lunch with him uh, at the Tamil Shanter. So it's just, you know, it's a yeah. small world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I know that it would be. Well played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> now he's going to sing again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a Pirates of the Caribbean. Because yeah. um, it was like a tourist attract just to come to Forest Lawn and yeah. see things. And people would refer to it as what they like the Disneyland. What, I forget what they said. They called it Disneyland something. In some way, yeah. Yeah, yeah it will supposedly we were the largest tourist attraction in right. Southern California prior to Disneyland opening. And we still have many visitors. We have 
uh, you know, I'm not, won't kid ourselves. We have more competition now. There's yeah. a lot more things to do in LA than yeah, there were prior to, <laughs> yeah, than there were prior to 1955. But we still do have a lot of visitors, and it is a really, you know, it's free, so it's a great place to yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, even if you're just going to come for, you know, an hour or so, it's mm-hmm. really, really nice and, and sort of peaceful. And uh, how setting. many, how many beautiful parks that are really quiet are both in the city near downtown center and have a museum attached? Like not many. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway. What would you say is this place's best kept secret? I think that. Our massive crucifixion painting somehow is still a best kept secret. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 amazing, and it's not enough people know a about 60 it. Sixty year or fifty something year old best kept secret. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's and it's enormous. You can see the building from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can see it from the two, from the five, from Griffith Park. You can see it from everywhere, but. Come come inside. <laughs> I I thought that was the museum, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah before I knew about that painting, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's enormous, and um, and you can even see the extra wing. We built an extra wing for the sequel painting. If you, you and you'll see it. It's sort of this this annex, yeah. And they painted the resurrection painting in that. That was a oh, studio. Wow. It's oh. a studio, and it's also where it's stored. Yeah. We're not moving it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Why would we move it? Exactly. Exactly. It's here. It's staying here. Yeah. <laughs> this is an easy one. What's the best time to come here? My favorite time is mid-afternoon, late oh. afternoon. Uh, we close at five, okay. so don't, don't come after that. Yeah. But the sunlight <laughs> for the stained glass is Ooh. really great. Between maybe uh, three and 4.15, okay. this, the sunlight is the best. The, the sunlight's, you know, you always it's always good in the stained glass, but 3 to 4.15 is, I think, the best time to come. That's very specific, and I wasn't expecting yeah. that. <laughs> okay. maybe the best answer we've had for that question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it is um, the place that has the stained glass, what is it, the Hall of hall of the Stained Glass? What is it? The Great the, Mausoleum? The Great Mausoleum. Yes. Is that, because I heard that there's something that's not open to the public, because like, it's a lot of celebrities, and they don't want people just There's going a in. couple different wings that are not okay, open to the public. Okay, just some wings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. you could still go in and see the, there's at, still at 3 lot, to 4.50. Exactly. Yeah. There's still dozens of windows and, and, and uh, sculptures that you can see in right. there. Yeah, that's a really, really terrific site. Okay, so now here's a question I should have asked a day ago. Where should you park to come here? <laughs> How do I get here? <laughs> Fortunately, not only is Forest Lawn Museum free, mm-hmm. parking is free, and yeah. it's plentiful. We have a yep. huge parking lot right in front of the museum right. yeah. and in front of the mausoleum in front of the Court of David. So that's that's not an issue. Yeah, yeah. and you're because I, I always kind of wonder this at cemeteries. You're allowed to if you're just on kind of the road. You could just pull over mm-hmm. if you want to walk yeah. somewhere. Okay. Yeah, you can just I pull over. I always wonder that. I'm always keeping an eye on my car. <laughs> you I'm park yeah. yeah. <laughs> park in the middle of Glendale Boulevard and just walk over. Here comes a weird question yeah. for where we are. What's the best place to eat around here? <laughs> so we unfortunately don't have a restaurant here. I Fair. want we I want them to put in a coffee cart. Okay. And uh, we have food for special events. We have mm-hmm. food. But Tam O'Shander's nice. Yes. Porto's isn't far away. Yeah. Who doesn't love Porto's? Yeah. Yeah. And the Village Bakery and Cafe on Los Feliz is not far. I went there for lunch today. Ooh. So <laughs> multiple, many dining options nearby. Yeah. You know, you bring up, because I know that kind of the, one of the forces for eating to mm-hmm. creating this place is kind of have everything here. Like yes. you can have the, everything mm-hmm. you need for a funeral is here. They should have like a banquet hall or something like that for eating cafeteria something (laughs) a banquet hall so so the we have grand names for things they probably would have named it like the banquet hall but we um originally the museum was going to be like a tea shop and gift shop okay uh but 
fortunately for me, uh, it, yeah. is, it, is, it, is, it is a museum. It worked out well for me. Now, that means I had to bring my lunch but, yeah. but um, or go out. It would be nice, but yeah. um, there are good dining options. You, very yes. close. Yeah, you can't have everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I think we have. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks yeah, for, thanks for sitting with us. Yeah. This was fun. Now let's go see that giant painting. <laughs>